Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? If I do, it's because we're rescheduling a track meet and I have to have immediate answers. You're killing my five seconds of silence. I've killed your silence for 16 years. Why don't you just restart it? I'm no, just... no, no. No, we'll accept that we needed five seconds of airtime to get the room tone and you killed it 18 times. We're just rolling here. Hey, everyone. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm on vacation, man. There are no rules. You know what next week is? We couldn't have it this week? Uh, I just, just want to get ready. What? Mortal Kombat! Okay. I just love the song. Who doesn't? <laughs> I'm sure people that are like, my ears, they hurt. That's why I turned away from the microphone. I don't think it really made a difference. <laughs> no, this is unidirectional. and I was, You scared your damn cat away. I was unily facing over there. It's true. It echoed off the wall. You did it, you did it away from the, the, the sound foam. Ah, damn it. I know that's why we had this system down here. Ah, yeah. So it's very... I don't know. Well, remember the original box that looked like the Sarlacc mouth? Yeah, the the boxes weren't great. This is, I think, this is fine. You're I, like, I've, I've speak been... into the box, Jared. But I want to make eye contact with you. You're like, speak into the box. I'm like, this is so impersonal. This wall that I've, I'm not gonna say built because it was mostly involving glue and some nails. <laughs> it's not like it's greatly constructed, but it does its and job. And like foam tag board too. Like this is, I, I don't. We've I had still... the system for years. I know. I've just come to accept. I sit outside of it mostly. Like, there's but your nothing... voice is going towards the sound. It's kind of it's really a... going this way. I can bring the board in more. I... That's okay. It's it messes with the feng shui of the room. <laughs> really ties the room together. It really does. Oh, what do we got going on this week, kids? We're going to be reviewing a newish comic. Let you know if you should spend your hard earned ca- hard earned cash on this recent graphic novel. It is graphic. And it is a novella. I've had one sip of beer, and I'm already like, graphic novel. No, I don't You're fine. It. I don't think that's what did it. Grow up. <laughs> I will. I remember my first beer. <laughs> it was a wine cooler. No. I've never had a wine cooler. I don't no. know what it tastes like. Um, it was a product called Hooch. It doesn't sound good. It was like a, like a screwdriver in a bottle. It was in England. <laughs> All sounds very unappealing. But what do we got going on this week? We're going to be talking... Looks like a new comic this week and all the pop culture news that there is that you could shake a stick at. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. Sports reports. This week in movie history. Don't know if I like that when I looked it up. The first thing it says, prison made hooch's concoction. Uh, but no, here. There we go. It's Hooper's Hooch. Extreme refreshment. And also uh, your questions. Ooh, it yeah. was in a vending machine in the lobby of the hotel we were staying at. Yeah, when I was over in Italy, there was vending machine beer. Yeah. Uh, Hooper's Hooch is an Alka-Pop that was most popular during the mid-90s. You know, so I was over, this is like six, seven years ago now, but I was over in Italy with my family, and I found vending machine beer. I'm like, amazing. And I was like, had it like in my pull-out cot, and my mom was like, very offended, not by the beer, but she's like, make sure you brush your teeth afterwards. Uh, let's, yeah. <laughs> like, I guarantee nothing! At its peak, two and a half million bottles of Hooper's Hooch were sold each week in Britain, and it was the market leader for Alka-Pops with up to 70% of the market. However, as they became less popular, the drink was discontinued in the UK in 2003, 
It was reintroduced in a lower alcohol formulation. The drink continued to be sold in the U.S. in hard lemonade, hard orange, hard berry, and ice flavors. Disgusting. I think you can appreciate the end of the story. As I was sharing an apartment with my parents, um, my dad would apparently kick me in the middle of the night, like getting up from his bed, finding me, and kicking me because I was snoring. Oh, I never woke up once. He's living the dream I wish I could have. (laughs) And all the times that I have slept in proximity to you. And by slept, I mean the loose interpretation of the word. My eyes were closed, and I just kept praying to God that you would suffocate so it would be quiet. Uh, But (laughs) there we go. That's an intro for you. Let's move on from there to putting a cap on Falcon in the Winter Soldier. I would have loved to put a cap over your mouth, some sort of fabric. So just a pillow. You want to suffocate me with a pillow? No, I didn't want to actively suffocate you. It felt like you were doing a good job of it on your own the way it sounded. Occasionally you would stop and I asked the question, is he done or is he dead? And then you would have this, you'd rip another snore and be like, well, he's not dead. I can only pray for death. All right. The sweet release of your demise. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode five. Best episode so far. Oh, yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. Although I do have some like a couple of things i'm like doesn't fully make sense i mean there's a couple of things that we might not know but i mean we start off with a fight between uh bucky sam and our new captain america john walker <laughs> not for much longer I, I enjoy that fight though they're if you look back at this series the most money they spent was on that very first scene they were like this is like look at how epic we are we're never spending this much again yeah we uh yeah <laughs> we used up our budget on scene number one about that budget you had there <laughs> it's, but it, i mean it's a it's a solid fight it's, a, it's, it's very, a nice budget be a shame if somebody spent it all <laughs> it's very reminiscent of civil war but boy do they really break his arm <laughs> Oh my God! They mess him up. Like, how much can we break this all the way? When did Cap like Steve never had his arm broke? Like he never broke anything. It looked like. I mean, he got shot. He didn't love that. Well, I mean, who would? I mean, oh, I've been shot. Thanos cut him a little bit. Like messed his arm up, and he had to, like cinch up the. That's sh- true. Shield. He had his feelings hurt more than once. But, I mean, that was a, just start the episode. That was a solid fight. Oh yeah, great fight. <laughs> but it also shows like it took both of them to kick his ass. Like he, yeah, the, it's like he, um, it's like he was like using the dark side of the force. Sure, I like that we get a tr- uh, multiple montages in this. There's, yes. there's a fixing a boat montage mm. for all you boat uh, maintenance and <laughs> aficionados out there, and a training montage. Yes, it's like that time Rocky fixed a boat and trained. Mm, true. Uh, so here's a couple of problems I had. All right. All right. And they're like real nitpicky things. What, oh, by the way, did you like how I described that one scene as the forest of feelings? Yeah. You texted me before I watched it. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then we got there. I'm like, there it is. That's the forest of feelings. <laughs> I felt creative and clever in that. We were like, hmm, he's right. This is the forest of feelings. You just switched my feelings hallway from the flash. Well, it's different. It's not in a hallway and there were feelings in a forest. It's more alliterative. Okay. Anyway, so they're casually tossing the shield off the trees, and the only thing preventing the shield from splintering these trees, which we saw in the first throw, like, went into the tree deeply, were some ratty-ass gym mats. Like, where also, where did Sam get these mats? Did he just loot the local high school? That's your problem. Where did he get the mats? No, 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 no. I can live kind of with that. But he's clearly throwing the shield and catching it with Bucky pretty, like, they're having a nice game of catch. 
I wonder if those two scenes were meant to be flipped because yes, he is doing it pretty comfortably with Bucky, but then later he like can't do it. Yeah, so I wonder if those were not, was not the uh, initially intended order because he he cannot catch it to save his life. Like he's throwing it harder, he's doing that little handspring, but like that was like eh, I don't know if I agree with that or not. also like him just running is going to be enough to like. Well, that was the scene. I was curious, like, am I reading too much into it about, like, the pressure of the shield is almost, like, decapitating him and injuring him, and he needs to, like, step up? But, like, am I reading too much into this? Clearly, because that's not what I thought. I was like, you were just catching this a minute ago, Sam. Like, what the hell's going on? Let's go. Step up. I don't know. I might be, I mean, maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm like, it's one of those things, like, where I'm like, am I just reading too much into the scene? Also, can we talk about how Bucky just totally hits on Sam's sister? Loved it. I'm like, get together. You see some of the memes? No, I... I've been, this isn't like an intentional thing, but I really haven't been on Twitter in like three weeks. It's probably for the best, really. It's a terrible place. Uh, keeps me up to date on comics and basketball information, but I just, I really haven't looked at it. That's not, it's not like an intentional choice of like, I'm done with Twitter. I just, I haven't found the time. Yeah. Uh, explain to me who Julia Louis-Dreyfus is. Mad, oh my God. <laughs> the joy on my face. I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that expression on your face. What does joy on your face look like? Oh. Is it when you're snoring and asleep with a little... You're not really smiling. Your mouth is open and things are entering and exiting it at will. I guess when I see Seinfeld actors that aren't Michael Richards. <laughs> okay. So you don't like Kramer? Well, there was just that one thing at the Laugh Factory that's... um. Well, that's also a, fair. A hair damning. Uh, slightly. Yeah. On the touch of uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, she is playing, uh, for the sake of simplifying the name, she is playing Madame Hydra. She was originally part of the Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. series that was done by, that was, that was Steranko. Jim Steranko was doing that series, and that was one um, uh, James Bond was very popular, so they brought in a Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. series. There had been an earlier one, like um, Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos, which is World War II based, but then when they did Nick mm. Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., it was a very James Bond, like, 60s kind of psychedelic series. Okay. And she was a love interest of his. Uh, she later um, moved on from being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent to being Madam Hydra. Okay. Or she's just evil and she controls Hydra, or parts of it. And then also, then so, she's Viper. So yeah, you're telling me that Hydra is still there? Uh, probably. That's well, probably well, what I'm I mean, telling you. you. Cut off one head, eight more appear or something like that, right? <laughs> yes, that's what they said. Cut off one head and then we have... Seven too many heads, and it's kind of a burden. Yes. It gets, <laughs> that's how it went. Gets heavy, not enough blood for all of them. Well, I mean, that's just a thing that some men need to deal with later in life. Uh-oh. You were looking at your phone and said that. I don't know what you're reacting to. No, I was to. reacting to that statement that you made. The boner joke? Yes, the okay, boner joke. Great. Uh, apparently, she was also supposed to first appear in the Black Widow movie. I'm unclear if that means that she's not now. Well, she can't first appear in it now because she's appeared in this. Yeah, but I'm not sure if she's in that movie at all anymore. But apparently she's going to be a big deal. Like, Well, I mean. Within the world as a whole, which I assume means film. Yes, universe. Yeah, I, I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She, um, a couple of years back, she was uh, getting the Mark Twain Award for comedy. Yes. And I, I love this joke so hard. She was like, um, I'll, I'm going to massacre her, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, I'm so honored to like be getting this award, but I was so sad to learn of the passing of Mark Twain. Thoughts of prayers to Shania and her family. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a fantastic joke. That's well played. <laughs> Very, 
Love it so Very much. well played. I mean, she's great. I was so happy to see her. So I guess we're just pulling all the members from the new adventures of old Christine into Marvel because Coulson was in there too. Oh, okay. And things I know about that show. Never saw an episode. Oh, well, you, that's more than I saw. <laughs> I said I saw none. Exactly. I didn't even see a trailer for that. <laughs> but so. I was aware of two character or two actors in it. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Better see. That's again more than I knew. That was a little surprising to see a mid-credit sequence because we haven't gotten any of those. Yet. Well, like, well oh, I mean, he's yeah. You know, you know, John Walker and a do-it-yourself Captain America shield. <laughs> I mean, this is the point of like the vibranium is like the bouncy metals. He's just making this like in his garage and he's embedded. When did his, he like, learn how to weld? Brains. I don't know. Also, the memes around that were hilarious. Who hasn't done some welding? Somebody like when you order a Captain America shield off Wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yes. I, I ordered some stuff off of Wish once. Uh, none of it was good. Question. Is uh, Madam Hydra, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, is she the power broker, maybe? Possibly. Or do we still think it's... Um... I still think it's Zola. I still think it's going to be a man in a computer screen or in a robot body. Okay. Because let's go back Happy to... Happy birthday, the... Bali. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the very first Captain America. Mm-hmm. We just see it for a quick second, but Zola... Oh, fuck. What's that actor's name? Uh, I don't know. The guy that played Capote when there were two Capote movies that year. So that's not Philip Seymour Hoffman? No. Oh, You're going to make I'm, me look this up, aren't no, you? I'm, that's fine. I'm blanking on this Okay. Name. But we see a quick one. He's leaving the Hydra base. He quickly grabs a sketch of what Zola's like robot body with like him as a computer in the middle of it looks like. And then we saw him as a computer, obviously, in Winter Soldier. So I, And then he also showed up again like at the very end of Agent Carter, which I guess we count as canon because uh, the butler showed up <laughs> in Endgame. Toby Jones. There it is. Uh, my guess is it's him. All right. But we'll see. I could be wrong. Yeah, we see Sharon Carter hiring Batroc the Lipel. Uh, yes. Look at you and your French. This isn't... I'm not claiming this one. I totally missed this. People are like, oh my God, is she evil now? The answer is probably no. And for a very weird rule. Okay. She's calling him on an iPhone. Apple doesn't allow villains to use iPhones. Huh. I was unaware. Um, I was aware of that, but I, I wasn't, uh, I'm not going to claim. Well, it's like, it, I, I, I mean, didn't, I'm not going to claim myself as the one that caught that. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They do have that. Rule. I'm I'm an Android guy. So what does that say about me? You can be a villain. Oh sweet. You can hang out with Batroc. Oh, uh, remember you're the asshole in someone's story. What? <laughs> that was a saying I saw on on the internet recently. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. You're always going to be the asshole in one person's story. I mean, probably more than one. But who wrote a story about me? Well, no, I mean their life story. Yeah. I like how you embrace the heel roll here. You're like, yep, uh, that's me. I agree. Well, sometimes I think about that with a show where, I, you know, it's mostly true, but there is a bit of a performative aspect to it all. Oh, true. We're not like, if anything, we're, we're humanizing you. <laughs> You're worse in real life. <laughs> wow. You're right. This performance is me being well-behaved. Well, I mean, just remember, you're the one who has the editing power on the show. The show used to be so much more contentious, and I don't know if that ever how much it translated to the finished product, because I would cut a lot of that out. I can't remember what we were contentious about. <laughs> it was just, it was combative for the sake of being combative. I remember the one comment we got, like, you treat him so horribly, <laughs> I decided to reconcile with my friend. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> you treat Jared so poorly that I decided... It was time to reconcile with, like, it was a friend or his brother. 
I think it was friend. But you know what it was is because. Because I wasn't reading the material you gave me to read. Because you would say like actually shitty things and I would cut them because I thought they made you sound mean spirited. But my stuff that was said jokingly was the stuff I left in. So it ended up looking way more one sided. I think it was probably not completely inaccurate to real life. <laughs> There's always been a, like a series of escalation, like I'll slap you with a feather. You come back with a rock. I'll come back with a sword. You come back with a gun. I bring a nuke. Uh, yeah, so Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> we are the modern day Bucky and uh, Sam. I think they're more modern than us. That's a good point. I mean, they have like stylists and publicists and talent. I mean, we we have none of that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we should deal with the Isaiah Bradley stuff. I'm glad we covered. Oh, um, I forgot about that. The, yes. the Truth series when we did it kind of it, it tied really, up well yeah really tied in uh, i like that the show is actually about something and i don't personally know how to feel about it because it's a very interesting dynamic like we know that within that case that sam has is that there's like a new captain america suit he's gonna put it on also there's as toys always do toys have spoiled it so we know exactly what it looks like if you want to see it yes but it's a very interesting conversation about like america like what do you give as a group of people who have sacrificed more than their fair share for the military, for the country, what can your level of acceptance be? And like that, that really cutting line of like no self-respecting black man would ever be Captain America. But see, like, like also like that I, is one hell of a line. It's a great line. And when you think about too, when you like say like sacrifice, some of it wasn't even sacrifice. It was forced like to me sacrifice is an active decision and they were it was forced yes for a lot of things uh, like also let's recap that we're not great at talking about race we we're bad we're bad at it that's where <laughs> middle class couple of middle class white guys who don't know anything about who live in rural maine yeah one of the whitest states of the nation yes just to equity right like that's the thing yes <laughs> so i don't know anything that's what i assume is the thing yes but i'm dumb but yeah i mean that was a like for as much as people give like all the marvel stuff like oh it's you know just popcorn blockbuster crap it's unrealistic blah 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 like you see some of the shit that they've been doing for a while but i mean it's this is some like real things that they're dealing with oh it's super real it's yeah it's kind of incredible and i so i don't i mean some stuff in marvel works better than others but what like the like the worst thing we've gotten in the last five years is Infinity War isn't really a complete movie because it lacks like a real third act and Captain Marvel was okay like that's as bad as it's gotten the rest of the stuff has like been really elevated for a while like ever really I mean some of the earlier stuff is good too but if you I don't know if I kind of put it at like 2014 or like Winter Soldier, like what's been bad since then? And even the stuff before that, I wouldn't really categorize as bad either. Uh, Thor Dark World? It's, it's okay. It's not, I guess it's not bad. I don't think there was a bad Marvel. Well, yeah, over, I think this is the strongest episode they've had. Yes. And it was a great start to that third act. Like, okay, everything is coming to this conflict, conflict resolution point. Oh, and Zemo's gone. He's probably not going to be in the next episode, right? Oh, he's certainly... He's in Wakandan prison. He's fucked. No, he's in the raft. 
Oh yeah, that's right. He's in the raft, which is the prison from Civil War, where apparently other super super villains are. So we're probably getting a team of them. Ooh, probably. Hey now. Also, I'd also like to see um some interactions with Julia Louis Dreyfus and Samuel L. Jackson, assuming that their characters also had a past relationship, because that'd just be fun. Ah, yes. All right, that's it for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're gonna move on f- from there to the news of the week, the pop culture news. Before we get started. Does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Here's a weird one. I don't know how to feel about this fully. Okay. Kevin Smith. Okay. You're aware of him. I I currently adore him. He, he didn't do anything. Oh, it's nothing like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> it's nothing like, we gotta cancel Kevin Smith. <laughs> nothing like that. Okay, thank God. He has a movie coming out. It's an anthology horror movie called Killeroy Was Here. Okay. A trailer was released for it. I don't think we covered it on the show, but uh, there's nope. a, there is a trailer out there. But I, it, I have a hard time. Like when I hear Killroy, I obviously know what Killroy is, but then I immediately think of Sticks. I don't know Sticks that well to know what you're talking about. There was an album. I believe the album I, was Killroy Was Here. It was a rock, I, uh, it was a rock opera that, that Tommy Shaw said that he self-medicated for the entire tour of. I am aware of that one song. And that's the end of my Sticks knowledge. There's more than one song from Sticks. They have a great catalog of songs. And the fact that the only song you know is Mr. Roboto. Oh, that's not the one. Oh, Babe? No. Oh, Come Sail Away. Come Sail Away. Oh, that's, Come Sail Away. Again, that that's the only Sticks song you know. It's the only one I can think of. It's really, my head. really sad. Like, Babe is a great Sticks song. Angry Young Man. Too Much Time on My Hands. Like, they have some really good stuff. I feel like I knew more, but it didn't click with me i don't know i've Maybe seen sticks live granted wasn't with dennis de young i was like still. you've also seen a number of bands live that i wouldn't consider worthwhile kansas <laughs> two songs yes they Ooh. played uh who else did i see foreigner <laughs> I I saw, it was kansas foreigner and sticks I've seen cheap trick journey heart i've seen most of the 70s and 80s and i was born in the 80s figure that out anyway uh, what album was it? Yeah, Killer was here, 83. Did that have Come Sail Away on it? As Mr. Roboto, don't let it end in high time. All right. No, dude, there's some great, the Grand Illusion, Pieces of Eight, two great albums. Yeah, Fooling Angry Young Man, Grand Illusion. Come Sail Away is on Grand Illusion. Great. Fantastic. I'm sailing away. Pieces of uh, Blue Collar Man, I forgot about that. Renegade. You don't know the... Yeah, maybe I do. Maybe oh, I do. Oh, mama, I'm in fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good tune. It is a great tune. Paradise Theater was another great album. Oh, my God. Best of Times. Stop listing things. I, it's not a show unless I list at least something. And I always cut it. So you need to listen to some friggin' sticks. Put respect on their name. Uh, but So, Kevin Smith did an anthology movie called Killer Rose here. Did it with some film school, like where the students were the crew. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but here's the thing. Oh, boy. He is now selling this movie exclusively to a distributor, or not even a distributor, to someone as an NFT. I don't like NFTs. They're so weird. <laughs> I don't understand them. And to my initial reaction- like, Explain w- NF- like an NFT to me like I'm a child. No one can. Don't... That's the problem. Literally, every time I hear someone try to, like, if someone goes, well, explain an NFT, the person being asked that question goes- <laughs> No one gets it. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, so selling a movie is an NFT. I guess the only thing that made me kind of bristle less at it is that he said that like part of the contract would be like you actually have to distribute the movie. Oh, okay. And you just can't sit on it. Because the thing this made me think of was when Wu-Tang released that album a couple of years ago. 
Mm. Just the one copy of it. And the person that bought it was Martin Screlly, the pharma bro douchebag. Yes, I'm like it's called a non-fungible. Fungible. Fungible. This yeah, is, I don't understand NFTs really. The NFT market value tripled in 2020, reaching more than 250 million dollars. It's one of those things. It's like, well, you could say, oh, it all like it's all just fictional. But I mean, also money is fictional. Like it's just a social contract we agree on. So I don't know. Maybe I'm behind the times. I could be. Could, could we just turn the show into an NFT? If you want to buy each episode, you could do it. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll get on the blockchain. <laughs> What's a blockchain? I don't know. It's a thing with NFTs. I just—it's a crypto thing. It's a chain of blocks. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. But so yeah, so he's essentially just going to sell the movie as a digital file, so whoever purchases it can distribute it as they see fit and try and monetize it. But it feels weird, and maybe that's just the old man in me. And I'm not saying like you need to go through ho- classic Hollywood distributions, mostly because it's all you know. A bunch I think of again, the NFT thing is weird. Old white men doing weird bullshit like in hollywood again the nft thing is weird but it's like the wu-tang example just makes me immediately go to oh it's probably gonna go to some scumbag that's also true possibly i mean screlly's in jail and you know stay there but because he's the worst fucking person it's nice to make a non-political statement i think everyone can come together and agree that martin screlly sucks yeah i don't know it's weird it's different it we'll see how it goes but my immediate reaction to it is just like, huh, it could be something new. It could be a thing. But my immediate reaction to it isn't a positive feeling. Maybe it's just because I don't understand NFTs. It's probably, yes. And if you put that clause in there that like it needs to be distributed, like if you mm. buy the movie, that, then that at least protects it a little bit more than like what happened with the Wu-Tang album. Just remember, Wu-Tang is for the children. I know your love of Wu-Tang. I do love me some Wu-Tang. Shang-Chi had its first teaser trailer interesting i like it i think it'll be different overall i have positive feelings on it i will tell you the parts that i went boo do you want to say that line again where you weren't cranking on that yeah overall i liked it but there are a few parts where i was like i don't want that where you may have said boo Uh, yes i might have they're saying boo earns And getting hit in the groin by football. That never gets old. Oh my god, no it doesn't. Funny's still funny. Like, there was definitely a point in my life where it's like, juvenile humor isn't funny. Then I came back and I'm like, no, it's hilarious. That might be the perfect pour. Yeah, it's good looking pour. Thank you. Overall, I thought um, it it looked really encouraging, but the stuff that maybe kind of like, that immediately pulled me out of the trailer, because I mean, you know it's going to be dealing with some su- supernatural stuff with like, dealing yes. with... um the mandarin and the ten rings which those ten rings do a bunch of different things like tornadoes and lightning and well i mean there are ten of them yeah a bunch of them but every single time we saw something that had like a visual effect shot in it or like something comic booky i was immediately uninterested in it yeah like if you sh- the fun of a martial arts movie most of the time and there are exceptions to this like you know crouching tiger hidden dragon like the fun of these movies is seeing people do th- like Crazy peak, things. Just peak physical things. When I watch a martial arts movie, I don't want to see someone on wires. I don't want to see someone fighting a man with a digital sword with an edge on it. I just want to see people pushing the physical limits of the Everything, human, yes. human body. Me just going like, oh my God, how is that possible? Correct. That's the fun of those kind of movies. So every time that this trailer was showing like things that were visual effects i wasn't terribly interested i also did love that um this bus chase they seem to be doing speed style 
such an underrated movie. I love the movie How, Speed. The movie is it's not a great under- movie. Dude. How is it underrated? If you like watching shit blow up and if you had pop cable quiz hot shot <laughs> in 1998 to 2002, that was the only movie on cable. True story. I mean, I, okay, maybe it's not underrated, but I, I enjoy it. I think it's a fun movie. It was like that high fidelity and airheads. That's so you all just that it was, was allowed the, on television. That's not true. Shawshank. Oh, yeah, there you go. Things that were just over-abused in the late 90s, early 2000s. I'm telling you right now, though, like, Speed, not so much, but Shawshank, if that's on, I lock into that and I just watch it. One of the best movies of all time. But I love that. That one, like, no awards. That bus chase, though, is clearly all practical. Yeah, they, they destroy some stuff. So that looks pretty awesome. Yes. Which I'm all, like, I'm there, like, yeah, show me practical effects, I want to see that. But, like, what some of the stuff they were showing with, like, um... Uh, Drago Jr. Because that was the dude with the sword. He's Drago's son from Creed 2. Oh, okay. It's, it's that dude. Oh, yes. Like, I like it was immediately like, I don't care about that. I just want to see, like... The a, guy with the dark saber, pretty much? Yeah, I just okay, want to see martial you. arts. That's all I want to see. I love good martial arts I hope, movies. Like, I, I hope that's the majority of it. Like, some of the classics. Why can't I think of... Um, what was the really... Um, I could name some stuff, but I sometimes I just like to see you struggle. Uh, why can't I think of the um, the the Bruce Lee one? What's the most... Oh, The most famous Bruce Lee one? Yes. Why am I struggling with this? Well, okay. I will tell you that it's a three-word title. Uh, Middle word, the. It's not... Enter... Oh, that is the first word. Is it enter the dragon? It is enter the uh, dragon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think... Like, oh... Yeah, oh my god, that movie's so good. Oh, that's a great movie. I and <laughs> I'm sure your favorite scene is when they just present the fighters with like twelve women to choose from. Uh, no, it's not my favorite scene. And you'd be like, hmm, I <laughs> this would be good. <laughs> I immediately enrolled in the nearest class. <laughs> no, I also oh, I know where the nearest class is. Don't enroll there. There's a bunch of pyramid schemes there. Oh, oh yeah. Um, at the local dojo. That's a very localized joke for us. Yes, it's a super <laughs> localized joke. The um, no, that peak Jackie Chan too. Some of the stuff that he did, crazy. Yeah, I. But yeah, so I don't know. I was just, I was kind of put off by some of the visual effects, which I know if we're dealing with the Mandarin and the Ten Rings, we're gonna see visual effects. Yes. But at the same time, like what I'm there for is to see the physicality, and the stuff that we saw looked really good. We'll see. The other thing that kind of put me a little on edge was Aquafina, who I have overall enjoyed what I've seen her in, but the way they showed her in this trailer, I'm like, that looks annoying. Yeah. Which might not be the case in the film. Like in the movie, she could be incredible because I've generally liked her, but just the way they presented her in the trailer, which is a small sample. So yes. she, she could be better, but I was just kind of like, huh. kind of the traditional trope of the the comic relief sidekick. Yeah, no, she she is definitely the quirky best friend. Like, oh my, she's but, the Ned of the movie. But he's yeah, but he's Ned is the quirky comedic relief sidekick to Spider Man right now. Yeah, and some of his scenes are annoying t- to be fair. But I was watching porn. He said, "What are you doing in here? <laughs> watching porn." <laughs> that was a funny bit. We'll see. I like. I I usually like her, but the trailer cut her, so she looked kind of annoying. Yes, but we'll see. That also could just be a personal preference. Who could knows? be. You know what happened this week, which has been in development hell for years. This is a small thing, but the Flash has officially started shooting. But more importantly, Michael Keaton has officially confirmed that he is returning. It was questionable for a little bit with COVID. Mm. But I he, love me some Keaton. But he is officially one hundred percent there. 
he basically says, like, is this going to kill me? If it's going to kill me, I don't want to do it. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't think is unfair. But yeah, so the, the Flash has started up this week. Did you, um, speaking of superhero movies, did you see um, Alfred Molina's comments? That was going to be the next story. Oh. See, I was doing, I, I did a little side research. Alfred Molina um, apparently doesn't give half a shit about not spilling the beans. So we're going to get, like, OG Doc Ock in this. Spider-Man yeah, movie. I, I'm not gonna. Which I, I want to talk about this without giving away the relatively big spoiler that he gave away. Okay. If you want to find it, it's out there. I am choosing not to talk about that in case you want to go into the movie cold. I want to go in warm. I want it to be a nice, warm, sunny day. I'm like, oh wow, the air conditioning of the movie theater feels nice, and the sanitized leather seats are wonderful. But yeah, and, Alf- oh, Twizzlers. <laughs> I've had Twizzlers. I bought Twizzlers last week. Alfred, Marie- Alfred Molina has officially confirmed that he is 100% going to be in this movie. It was probable speculation before. And we've had a little bit of this, like Jamie Foxx. And he's like, I'm coming back with an Instagram post. And then that disappeared like two hours later. <laughs> Oops. And then Alfred Molina uh, just was like, yeah, I mean, like, we've all known that he was in there. But now he's like, yeah, no, I am. I'm the worst kept secret on the internet. Uh, he did talk about how he was concerned about his physicality of the movie. He's like, you know, it's been like 17 years. I'm not exactly young. And 70s. he didn't like doing stunts in the... If you watch some of the... Um, yeah, the special features. The features, features. He's like, no, they hire stuntmen for a reason. I love that. That's one of my favorite... He's, he's like, like, I'm putting them out of a job. Every time I take a punch, yeah, I'm putting a stuntman out of a job. So I just don't do those things. But he's like, you know, I was worried about... Um, being in this movie, cause even if like there's de-aging, because you saw like Robert De Niro and the Irishman, and every time he got into a fight, it just looked like an old man being in a fight. He's like, then I remembered the arms do all the work, so all I have to do is grimace. It's true. Also, like at the end of the day, too, like if he like wants to explain like his like aging, he was next to the sun. Like he was next to a, the sun. It's gonna tan you up a little bit. <coughs> like it's gonna, it'll have an effect on your skin. It's not good for the skin. Yeah, he's like when we were filming on set, like we were told we weren't allowed to say anything. Isn't it like a strange bit of cosmic irony? Like the thing that we need to survive is also like terrible for us to endure for long hours at a time. I was just thinking about that. It seems like our lot in life. But I do love the sun. It might be my favorite star. All right. Now I'm going to indulge. What's your second favorite star? Well, funny you should ask. Beetlejuice is kind of cool. Uh, that's uh, the if you're looking at Orion, it'd be his upper right shoulder. It's kind of it's a red giant, red dwarf, red kind. Of, like they expected to go supernova. I hope that'd be happen like in our lifetime because they anticipate that it would you'd be able to see it during the day. So that's kind of badass. Like we could see a supernova, but then again, like it's probably already happened and it just takes forever for the light to get here. So we don't know. So Beetlejuice is kind of a cool star. You Alpha know, Centauri you know, also. No, no, I got my comeuppance. I didn't think you were going to have an answer. I got my comeuppance. We're moving on. What, you, you son of a bitch. What, you don't want to be here about Sirius <laughs> next? The dog star? Oh. Which is also attached to uh, Canis you, Major. Are you which pulling is, this out of your ass? No, dude. I fucking love astronomy. Canis Major is Orion's dog. So you have Orion and then you have Canis Major, which is the star. All right. Uh, and that's part of the um, the dog constellation. That's Orion's hunting dog. It all comes back to Orion. Orion's belt. You got the Orion Nebula, uh, Alpha Centauri, because it's just close. Like it's the nearest star to us. You see, that's the one I thought. If I thought you were going to pull anyone nope. out, I thought that's what you were going to nope. pull. Out. Like that's the Star Trek one. Nope, nope. I I just kicked you right in the teeth with some star knowledge. Yeah. I, How'd that make you feel? 
I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I can uh, tell you that. Polaris. Polaris is another cool star. You know what Polaris is? That's the North Star, Zach. That's the daughter of Magneto. No, that's also the North Star. What else happened? Yeah, Salford Molina's back. Hold on. Great. And uh, <laughs> show coming to Netflix, Resident Evil. I saw that trailer. It looks uh, exciting. I didn't know that trailer existed until you told me to watch it. So, But it looks like it zombies. Looks, it looks like it's part of the canon. Not not the first time I encountered zombies today. Okay. Uh, yeah, going to admit to you that I play a lot of Call of Duty Warzone. I know you do. I know you have your little nighttime dates. Well, they're not. I wouldn't call them dates. We we just go in. We squat up and go in to Verdansk, and uh, Verdansk got nuked today. There was a, so it's a new season. They nuked the map, but as like the last Call of Duty nuked the map in Call of Duty Four. But no, let me let me tell you how like badass this was. Like spoilers, if you don't like. If you listen to the show and you play Call of Duty, it's too late by the time if you're not a Patreon member to have understood that this happened. So there was a new game mode that came out. It was part of an event for starting the new season. And zombies have been all over the map. And then recently you could become a zombie. And now it was like the game mode is you had to survive and escape Verdansk. And if you couldn't, you became a zombie. And like it was like running from it was If you love zombie shit, this was for you. There you go. You're getting your comeuppance tonight. I am nerding out hard how do you feel now zach you had half a beer and it's really changed you man no i've always been this way <laughs> i'm tired of being somebody i'm not whatever let's talk resident evil i love the resident evil series i've never played resident evil uh skip the first three noted the, f- the first one though i mean if you were to play the first one uh, on the original systems uh some of the worst uh in video acting you've ever seen amazing it was early it was early in the uh in the the run of in-game cutscenes. resident evil 4 is one of the best games i've ever played in my life really uh, amazing i love five did you beat god of war yet no no oh. i got stuck on one part uh for context emily zach's wife is laughing at him a lot a lot did you swear well okay I, I gotta know on the part that you got stuck on did you swear um i am on the same 15 second loop and i was at it for an hour and a half did you rage throw a controller no did you rage beer uh no they were white russians oh <laughs> did you rage at all were you like son of a bitch was it like when you yeah, and i were playing yeah yeah i did was it like when you and i were playing mario as teammates and we struggled to do the teammate thing we're still, we're still playing that game it's been a it's been a, it's been a hot minute well, there was a virus. Oh, that's true. Maybe Sunday we should. Uh, it's supposed to be shitty out on Sunday, so there's nothing else to do. Maybe we, maybe we partake in the uh, the liquid courage and continue our Mario adventures. If you want, you can come over and play video games. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> I just invited myself. Whatever, hey, Emily, there. we're getting drunk on Sunday and playing video games. Maybe I can bring the air fryer over and we can do wings again. All right, there we go. That was Christmas, wasn't it? We did we, we did wings on Christmas. Yeah, probably. It was good shit. Oh my god, this episode is gonna take forever. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> we haven't even got the through re- the news. So the Resident oh my god, the Resident Evil trailer. We got Leon in there. He's just all about that haircut, that '90s haircut that he can't get away from because that's his whole character. Is it funny that when Leon was on, he said Leon? I'm like, hmm, Zach's mantle during Christmas. <laughs> it is. Well, you really ruined this trailer. We're going to watch the show when yes. it comes out. There we go. Um, It's all CG. I love Resident Evil. It looks like it falls into the canon of the series. So there we go. Not a great analysis because we got distracted. We've had one beer. We How has it fallen off the rails this hard? 
it just there's so much to talk about. Well, I guess we're going to move on from things to talk about to this week in movie history. Superhero landing coming up. This week in movie history. Not a ton, but some. They're all biggies, except for this one. This one sucks. We're not going to do a guessing game because I don't think you're going to get there. Let's try. First James Bond movie. The very first James Bond movie? Wait. <sighs> I was, full disclosure, I wasn't paying attention when you started this week in movie history. Please start again. Uh, James Bond spoof movie. A James Bond spoof movie? Austin Powers. No, 1967. Oh, 1967 James Bond spoof movie? Nope, no idea. Practically unwatchable. Casino Royale. But that was also the name of the first James Bond novel. Yep. This had the rights to the character. 1967, a spoof movie was made. It is unwatchable. The Royale is also a Star Trek episode. Star Trek Next Generation episode. And the Royale with cheeses and Pulp Fiction. What do you want here? I'm just playing the Royale game. Oh, my God. Yeah, th- uh, this movie is a parody movie. Unwatchable. Unwatchable. Okay. Casino Thank Royale. Yeah, okay. The rest of these you can get. What if I gave you weird facts on this one? Oh, I can do one that we connected with. Okay. Connected with or we connected over? Uh, we were talking shortly before this thing happened. So I was uh, in my freshman We've year. We've talked about a lot of things. It was in my freshman year in college. I was on the phone with you, and you were asking me why I wasn't at a nationally televised football game. And I said, because the trailer for this movie was about to drop. What year? 2000, uh, the, we would, the trailer would have dropped in 2006 for a 2007 movie. It's not Iron Man. Nope. Why you weren't at the game? Yeah, there was a big, like when Rutgers was doing like really well like on the national football scene. Oh, wow. Well, hey, one year I was at Rutgers. You, you would have gone to a sporting event, which would have been shocking. Um, I did it in the other school. I went to basketball games. Uh, never... National, okay, 19, so 2007. It's got to be, oh, um, no. It, is it a superhero movie? Yeah. You said, you're like, why are you at this game? I'm like, because this trailer is. Is it a Marvel trailer. movie? Marvel adjacent. Marvel adjacent. Well, I mean, Marvel didn't start till 2008 with Iron Man. Uh, was it a Spider Man movie? It was Spider Man 3. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> there. And when I went to go see that movie. The worst of the three Spider Man movies, by the way. Yeah. My parents came to visit me. So. Oh. The weekend um, Spider Man came out. I was like, oh, hey, we're in New York. Let's go watch this movie like the imax theater got there and there were so many people there to see spider-man 3 the escalators uh caught on fire from the amount of weight what? that's a lot of weight <laughs> yeah and then we can see spider-man 3 2011 all kinds of things two things this week from 2011 okay one of them is an hbo series you keep on saying you're going to start but you're never actually Game of thrones to. yeah that was easy <laughs> and the I had other... all vacation to do it too and the other one is a movie um, where they dyed the actor's eyebrows blonde, and it looks fucking weird. In what year? 2011. They died Superhero the- movie where they dyed the actor's eyebrows blonde. Have not done it since. Looks fucking weird. In 2011? Yep. There were two Marvel movies that year. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy? That was 2014. Is it Iron Man 2? That was 2010. Is also they dyed Robert Downey Jr.'s eyebrows blonde. Do you think that's the answer? No, it could have been like Natasha's. No, no, it it's been... the main character. Oh, it's the main character, Thor. Yes, it's Thor. Ugh. Yeah, look at 
any photos from I don't think I'm going to be able to unsee that now. Yeah, he just has blonde eyebrows. That happens. All right. It's weird. It does. All right, last one. Another superhero movie. Okay. I remember where we were when the first trailer came out for the Super Bowl. You remember where we were, both of us? Oh, we were at Norm's. Yeah, we saw the Super Bowl trailer. Okay. That that won't be my hint. What year? I guess it can be 2013. Oh, 2013? There was only one Marvel movie that year, I think. No, there was two. I lied. One of them we saw in theaters, and this one we didn't. Is this the the Marvel movie I really didn't watch until I half-watched it a while ago? No. Are you talking about Ant-Man? No. Iron Man 3? It is Iron Man 3. Because I really never like fully watched Iron Man 3. I love Iron Man 3. A lot of people don't like it. I love that one. It has one of the... I think it has maybe the best action scene in Marvel, where the, there's um, a plane incident, and, like all these people get like sucked out of the jet, but it's all practical effects. They, just, they have a real jet and they sucked people out of it? Well, they had real people, like, they digitally removed, like, parachutes so they could, you know, safely land. But, yeah, yes. it's, there's a legitimate action scene in there that's practically done with people just falling out of the sky. It's amazing. One of the best action scenes Marvel ever did. Some people think it's too jokey or whatever. They don't like the Mandarin twist. I, I love it all. I think it's a great movie. And that's it. That's a short week for things that happened this week in movie history. That's a short week indeed. I don't know what to tell you. It's all like the Oscars and WrestleMania, and I don't care. Um, the Oscars are coming up, aren't they? They are. It's a war <laughs> season. Say, like, I could probably do the WrestleMania ones. Uh, I the only thing I know about WrestleMania this year was, was over two nights again, and they did it in well. I just meant, live I meant past ones. Oh, I yeah, certainly. I used to love wrestling. Should I be giving you WrestleMania trivia? No, I couldn't do WrestleMania trivia. You just said yes, and then you said no. Like, okay, it's like a brief window, like. Like late high school through early college. Well, maybe if there's more WrestleMania next week, I don't know if there is or not, because it seems to have lasted for the last two months when I've been looking up dates and things. Oh, WrestleMania was like two weeks ago, something like that, yeah. Whatever. Wrestling sucks now. It's Well, at least WWE sucks, but anyway. I can't remember the last time I watched WWE. I think it's better with a live crowd. Anyway, I met the, I met the uh, Million Dollar Man Ted, Ted DiBiase once. So from Alpha... <laughs> Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus to the Octagon. It's time for Jared Sports Reports. Oh, there's a huge fight coming up in the Octagon. Like Conor McGregor was He gave me no space. No, no. Give me a space. There was none. Oh, sorry. We need a couple seconds so I can put the intro in. Okay. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bare tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Wow. Speaking of the Octagon... Conor McGregor was retired. He's unretired. There's going to be a big fight. For like the fifth time? Yeah, exactly. I like watching Conor McGregor. He's like a... Douchebag. Well, he's just he's a polarizing figure. It's like, Unintelligible. He has a hell of a whiskey out there, I guess. Proper 12. I don't know, because I can't understand that ad. It's... I don't know. It's also an expensive whiskey. Like, maybe I'll buy it for you as a gift someday. Sometimes. Because you're more of a whiskey guy than I am. Yeah, actually, I like whiskey. You don't. Some, I, the last, I don't hate whiskey. I just don't love it. The last celebrity endorsed alcohol I bought is I tried Ryan Reynolds gin. You do love gin. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love. There that. was a time where you knocked down my door to my apartment yelling gin. I think I kicked it in. You well, I mean, yes, essentially. Uh, I didn't love Ryan Reynolds. In gin. a strange twist of irony, you eventually moved in across the way. Yeah, uh, aviation gin, not great. Okay, there we t- go. Gin, <laughs> there's our. Was it aviation gin because he was Hal Jordan, who was a test pilot? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, it'd be two spectacular fails failures for him in uh, relationship to. It's okay, but you can. There was a weird aftertaste, and I can definitely buy 
better quality gins for uh, less money. Bombay Sapphire. I mean, I really like Tanqueray. New Tanqueray is good. New Amsterdam is a good kind of- I haven't of had gin in a hot second. Mid-level. Like, like a gin and tonic? Mid-shelf gin. Yeah, a lot of people be like, it's a Christmas drink, and I've never understood that mentality. I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, there's a lot of things that are year-round drinks. Gin and tonic is not a Christmas I wish that we had eggnog drink. year-round. I would drink eggnog and Kahlua all year if I could. That's disgusting. You shut up. What? What's wrong with eggnog and Kahlua? I used to love it. I know. You can't, like- Toss some nutmeg on top, but I just- I, I've kind of turned against creamy drinks. You know what I, I'm a huge, huge fan of? And I can't, I couldn't do it over this vacation because I have practice every day. Maybe I'll do it on Sunday. Coffee and Baileys. <laughs> You're like, if I'm coming over. I'll, I'm going to thermos of coffee and Baileys, baby. Let's go. Uh, we were talking about the octagon or something. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Conor McGregor fighting, blah, blah, blah. So in honor of the. This show is off the rails. It's fine. So many levels. It's okay. It's the vacation show for me. So. Anyway, as I was saying in sports reports, interesting changes in the NFL took effect this past week. Okay. And they fell on an interesting, um, air quote, holiday. The NFL has laxed their marijuana testing policy. Do you know what day that went into effect? I can gander, I guess. April 20th. <laughs> so now there is... Um, it's still a substance that they test for, but it is part of, like, it's not an unannounced test. So this affects players like Josh Gordon, who has been fighting, he's been fighting kind of like, I'm trying to, like, phrase it correctly, but he's been suspended multiple times for marijuana use. And the NFL's like, we're only going to test for it, like, twice a year. You're going to know when the test is coming. Can you stay clean long enough on that window on either side of this test to not have smoked marijuana so on 420 the new policy and as part of um some cba changes took effect some cba for some cbd you son of a bitch you pre-planned that and the thc uh no i didn't pre-plan that actually because i just found out about this on my drive over as i was looking at twitter yes i was tweeting and driving um don't do that i shouldn't especially considering you live near deer alley but anyway point notwithstanding uh the nfl has made some changes and those changes uh in regards to drug testing especially uh mostly with marijuana took effect on 420 so there's that yeah i could care less about any well really anyone like smoking i don't care do what you want yeah see i think there's a difference between smoking marijuana and taking steroids or doing amphetamines or you know cocaine things like that barbiturates by the way is there not like a like the word barbiturate is kind of fun to say sometimes i'm not saying i'm advocating for barbiturates at all because they're terrible and they're horrific and the things that drugs do to people is terrible but sometimes just saying barbiturates is like i want to throw that word in there to sound smart I think if you're doing crocodile, you you know might have some. Oh my god! <laughs> I always love to bring up crocodile. <laughs> I remember that when you're like, "Hey, look at this drug." <laughs> when I showed and you, and the guy's that. arm is melted off oh. of his frigging body. God, that's was it crocodile worst. or crocodile? Crocodile. Ugh. Because your skin gets scaly before it melts off your body. I think that there's nothing good that has come of that ever. No, it turns out you, you showed make... me a picture of a man's ulna and radius. If yeah, you know what those are. The forearm bones. I'm dropping knowledge on you tonight. Yeah, Sirius the Dog Star, Beetlejuice, Radius and Ulna, it's all here. If you add gasoline to your heroin, it's not a good thing. I don't think, uh, A, gasoline goes in cars and engines and small campfires. Heroin (laughs) 
<laughs> Not the last one either. Don't do that. Uh, if you want a fun watch, watch Uncle Rob on YouTube. What else is happening in the world of sports? And heroin, Nikki Six. Right. I, do you know who Nikki Six is? No. What? He's the bassist from Motley Crue. I would have thought it was a lady based on that name. Uh, no. Uh, have you ever read The Dirt? No. Oh, great book. You say I don't read books. Read The Dirt. If yeah, you like one of five. Yes, you brought up this book many times. One of the five. No, I'm sorry. Eight books you've read because you read all the Harry Potters. Uh, plus all the all the uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. So, right, my mistake. Yeah, so to, keep adding. You're up to 13 books. Uh, I've read uh, a book called Legacy that was good uh, about the All Blacks from um, New Zealand. It's a rugby team and leadership skills. I've also read uh, the novelization of All Good Things four times. And you read Jurassic Park. And Jurassic Park. So that, And most of the Garfield books, I know that you hate Garfield. Uh, what other books? I've read plenty of books. I have read books I needed to read in college, but those are different. Move on. Uh, let's see what else. The Boston Red How Sox. How much did you drink before you came over? Nothing, actually. Okay. Uh, I just haven't eaten. <laughs> let's see. What else? So no, I'm just you, in a good mood tonight. I'm you, on vacation. You, you said the I'm Boston Red Sox, and then you stopped and moved on to something else. Well, no, because you interjected with how much have you had to drink tonight. The answer is not 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 nearly enough. Not 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 none. No no. Uh, let's see. No no Nanette, which is a Boston Red Sox time because that was the play that Terry Frazier was funding, and that's why he sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees so he could fund No no Nanette. That was there. You go. How is that relevant to today? Because uh, the Boston Red Sox actually are playing pretty decent baseball. They went two for four against the Chicago White Sox over Patriots Day weekend. Um, you know, after losing their first three, they won nine in a row. They are doing really well. The New York Yankees are sucking right now, which is fantastic. Fans brought baseballs or had baseballs. Maybe it was a promotion. I'm not sure. But they were throwing baseballs from the stands at the Yankees. They're that bad. That's not safe. It's not safe at all. In fact, I don't advocate for that. But uh, Red Sox are doing well. The Yankees suck. So all is well in the baseball world. Julian Edelman has uh, announced a partnership with Paramount to work with them on some projects. So he's made very clear his football days are over. So for everyone's like, oh, no, he's just going to Tampa Bay. Well, guess not. Guess what? He's not. Yeah, because it's not like Gronk didn't take like two years to do things. Gronk also, like, I love Gronk. I love everything he did. But like, he like took, he was, he went away from football. There was even a 60 minutes piece on him about like, he knows he's suffered brain damage. Yeah, he went back. Like, Julian Edelman's like, yeah, I've I did everything I could, and I'm not going to continue. I want to be able to enjoy and live my life, you know. So there's that. Let's see what else out there. I don't really know what's going on with the Bruins. I haven't checked in on them recently. I know that Jeremy Swayman has been playing well for them. UMaine uh, alumnus, uh, runner up in the Hobie Baker Award, and uh, that's all of the sports stuff I have outside of the Celtics. I know that they're playing better. I have. Uh, they're fucking killing it. And they made was, a huge I, trade, too. No, they didn't. There was nothing. It was no. not huge. Um, I feel like it was huge. People on Twitter are like, oh, my God, this it, is amazing. I'll say one small thing for the Packers. They re-signed Aaron Jones, which is massive for their offense. Also, Aaron Rodgers, speaking of the Packers, killed it as Jeopardy host. I, yeah, I saw some clips. I didn't watch it. Yeah, That's because you don't know what Beetlejuice is, other than you think it's a movie. And a Broadway play. True, but you don't have like it's. Actually, it's spelled like a G. It's not Beetle slash Juice. It's like Beetlejuice. That's Beetlegeist. It's not Beetlegeist. Did you even know that the name of that star? Did you know it existed? No. Uh, 
Yeah, Celtics are killing it. Absolutely killing it. They're back, baby. And no, adding Jabari Parker is not that big of a deal. I mean, he's a he was a second round or he was the number two pick. He's gonna be fine as an end of the bench guy. He's not that good. But, you know, he's at least a competent vet versus an incompetent rookie, so take it as you will. But yeah, they're absolutely killing it right now. We like that. Yeah, I mean, the uh, four, five, and six are all like separated by one game, so we'll see where things go. I mean, it's really, well, I should really say there are four teams involved between the Hawks and the Knicks, and I say those disparagingly because, like, come on, it's the Hawks and the Knicks. The mm. heat, heat are in that mix, too. Uh, big news is James Harden re injured his hamstring starting his rehab all over again, so he is back to square one. Can we talk about how he went from looking like bulbous to in shape do you know what part of that is is nba tv uses um they have a different format for their uh they weren't using three four but it was something less than widescreen okay so it made him look wider because all those shots are coming from nba tv streams ah so that's part of it okay but he is uh i mean durant's been kind of in and out for the nets with his hamstring injury now Harden has re-aggravated his, so he is out indefinitely, although they are saying he will likely be back for the playoffs, which, boo. Which means that the Nets need to be led by Kyrie. You know, the world's greatest leader. Don't ding him. He gets no dings. He just got a ding. <laughs> boo. <laughs> I mean, that's that's definitely the biggest news story. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics were killing it. I think they were like... Eight, eight for ten. Where are all you fire Brad Stevens people now? I don't know. Like I, I said earlier in the game, I haven't been on Twitter in like three weeks. And for the like seven. <laughs> earlier in the game? Well, for like the seven Celtics podcasts I listened to a day. Well, no, no, you were saying earlier in the game that you hadn't been on Twitter. I think you meant earlier in the show. Yeah, whatever. How much have you had to drink tonight, Zach? You, you've seen how much. I've had one beer. One and a half. This isn't half. There's like an inch gone from that. Well, you also foamed out most of that first, that second beer. That's true, just I did. saying, yeah. I don't know. I haven't been on Twitter. Uh, it did come out that the offer he got from Indiana University was $70 million. Oh, my for God. For seven years, and That's he turned it down. Wild. Well, yeah. I I would take one-tenth of that. I I mean, he's going to make – he just re-signed his deal with the Celtics. It, the amount and also number of years was not disclosed. But I have to imagine he'll be making – close-ish to that and i think he just wants to win as an nba coach i think there's a draw to that yeah i mean there certainly is it's you know the it is the highest level of basketball there is but doesn't necessarily mean it's the best but i still think college basketball is way more it's different they're much crappier why do i want i i have no interest i I don't know i um i don't know sometimes like nba basketball doesn't really get good into the playoffs it depends on every game is different. Like the game against Chicago, the Celtics last game that was against Chicago, they lost that one. It wasn't a very good game, not because they lost, but it was just kind of a boring, dull game. But other ones are just incredible to watch. It, it's all game to game. Yes. It's weird. They had two days off, so it's like the longest stretch I've had of not watching basketball like this season. But I, to be honest, I am kind of looking forward to the off season where I'm not watching basketball like every single day. What? I love basketball, but... This I was going to say, like, you're like, I miss basketball. <laughs> this has been a condensed season, and having a little bit of time to do something else will be nice. So here's what I tell you. This is, like, this is why it's hard. Oh, shit, my fantasy baseball team. I haven't updated in like a week. Anyway, because uh, then that's the hard part. Like, baseball, 162 games, 82 games in basketball. Uh, in a normal year, 82 games. Yeah. 
that's a long period of, and, and this is why ultimately like, baseball is struggling. Basketball does okay. Like eighty-two believe, games believe is me, a, a I'd long have, investment. I'd be all there if they wanted to keep seventy-two games over the length of a regular season. That will never happen because that would be a loss of revenue. That'd be a huge loss of revenue. But you know, because you're that's you're talking about five home games worth of revenue that you're losing, and ten you, games of ad revenue. We're going to a game in a couple of weeks. You are, yeah. Celtics game, yeah. Wow. Got our tickets. Got our train tickets. Got all the good stuff. You get vaccinated and you feel invincible. This is why the surge is happening. Apparently. Oh, well. Contributing. How dare you? I did my thing. You did. You actually were very diligent and very disciplined. And now I'm going out. And you're like, all right, here we go. I even waited my two weeks. You got the Johnson & Johnson, too. Did you clot up at all? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Actually, that's a terrible thing to say. I shouldn't say that because people have died. I feel really bad now. I think only one person died. No, actually six did. It was like six in them. I thought they got the blood clots, but I didn't think they died. Oh, uh, maybe not. But no, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you didn't clot up. Yeah, you're gonna clot for other reasons. <laughs> no, if I think my blood is as thin as can be, because <laughs> it's mostly alcohol. <laughs> anyway, um, excuse me while I take that sip. Yeah, there you go. See, case in point. I don't know. They're, uh, they're kind of killing it right now. I don't. I still don't think they're going to get out of the second round, but it's a. It's a good look, and some moves have been made to increase the bench depth, so I'm kind of all for it. They're obviously gearing up for a playoff run. They know they're going to be in, and like it's surprise. I don't know. Like I, I still can't tell what the long term plan is. I don't think there's a long term plan. I think it's a we got to make something happen this year. I feel like there has to be some kind of long term plan. Oh, what else are yeah, you doing? Obviously. Also, it was really weird. Uh, Danny Ainge was on the call this week. For and he one was game. absolutely ripping them. No, he was terrible because. He can't actually say anything about the other team because if he did, it's it could tampering. Be, yes, exactly. So that was weird and bad. But he held nothing back against the Celtics. You could also tell like who his favorites were. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the he didn't hold anything back. Never heard someone call Romeo Langford Romy so many times. Like Romy, Romy, Romy. Well, just remember the time that Tommy Heinsohn talked about Aaron Burns. Aaron Baines. <laughs> Whatever. Aaron Burr. Oh, so I said Aaron Burns because for this reason, because Boo Burns, but then Aaron Burr. Did you see that there was a story from Canada that they had, police had confiscated a like a like an old style dueling musket, and then people on Twitter were tweeting um, lyrics about uh, Hamilton about it. Great. Yeah. Anyway. All right, we're gonna move on. That's yeah, it for we, sports. We should because this has been what forty five minutes. I'm sorry, you think this has been 45 minutes? It's been, oh my God. We'll see how long it is when I cut it Holy down. Holy cow, it's 8.45? What time did we start? I. You can look at that if you want to see how long this has been going on. Keep in mind, this is an hour-long program. And <laughs> we're just getting to the featured portion. Yeah. Damn. All right. So from there, we're going to move on to a relatively new comic in Jared's Reading Corner. It's Jared's Reading Corner. All right, I'm going to give some context for why we're talking about this, because I didn't give you any. I was like, what the hell does this have to do with anything? It's just a new book. Uh, we are going to be talking Fantastic Four Antithesis. You might know that because it's in the episode title. So there you I go. I didn't know it until I opened it. I was like, look at the cover. I'm like, Antithesis, what's happening here? It's and the Silver Surfer looks like he's haggard on the front. I was like, oh, shit, Silver Surfer, he's in trouble. Yeah, this is a four-issue miniseries. It came out within the last year. The graphic novel came out two weeks ago, I believe. So, yeah, so we got a relatively new book. Um, it is done with a creative team of Mark Wade, who in the mid-2000s 
did a wonderful, wonderful, fantastic four run. Most notably, he killed Ben Grimm and the rest of them go to heaven to get him out of there. And we see that um, the creator... Which, why would Ben want to leave heaven? Like, he's in heaven. Like, what's wrong with that? I mean, he was hanging out with his brother up there. It was a great time. Yeah, so why... Like, they kind of did him a disservice by pulling him back. But who we see, um, God of the Marvel Universes, is someone at a drawing table who looks exactly like Jack Kirby. Ah. So that was the Mark Wade stuff. And that's probably the most famous bit from there. But it, it really is a great run. And then we have Neil Adams doing the artist who has never done art for the Fantastic Four before. He drew one panel of them in one issue of the X-Men, and that's all he ever did. Neil Adams, we're talking like, if we're not talking top five comic artists of all time, he's definitely in the top ten. I feel like we've done a lot of his stuff. I don't I've, think we have. Well, I've heard the name the a name lot. Is, like the, the def- name does not feel unfamiliar the to me. The name has definitely popped up a bunch. Yes. I don't know how much Neil Adams we've done on the show, but he's definitely... He's big time, but I mean, with some of his Marvel work, definitely well more known for his Batman work and uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow work. Yes. But, I mean, there's a bit of Marvel stuff. And, you know, so going into the series, we have kind of a powerhouse dynamic. It's only four issues. Let's get in. Let's get out. How does it hold up? <sighs> what do you mean? How does it hold up? <laughs> Just in general. I mean, if, if this should be good, right? Like two big talents. One of them with Fantastic Four pedigree. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting kind of story. So the basic story is, well, considering it's so new, do you want me to like give my synopsis of the story, or do you want to? No, I mean we can deal with it quick in and out. So spoilers, but also you know it's a mini series, so it doesn't actually affect any canon. So who cares? Um, the Fantastic Four fight. Annihilus. Annihilus, who's like showed up through, through a rift from the negative zone. Is that right with that? The negative zone? Yep. Fantastic. A lot of, lot of people, you know where the negative zone is? Twitter. Great. He, I was saving that joke. I thought that was a great joke. Thank Sil- you. Silver Surfer lands on Earth. He's like, oh man, things are bad. Well, no, 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 no. You're skipping. You're like, you're really I, I rushing. I was. I was doing a quick swap you're that really, I was going to dive You're really that. rushing here. So they fight. Um, and, and, no, um, um, Annihilus. Annihilus. Okay. Apparently, you want to go through this all beat by beat. Okay. Actually, no, we don't. So, Silver shows up. He's got his ass beat, and Galactus is dead, according to him, at the end of the first episode or issue, rather. But Galactus isn't really dead. He's just become more, like, less galactically powered. He's been killed by the antithesis of Galactus, who's enslaving worlds to become his own personal army in order to take over other worlds versus eating them up. Yes, and which I guess is better for your world. Like, would you rather be a you know mindless drone or not be alive at all? Galactus goes back to his human-ish form with of... a weirdly weird mustache goatee thing going on, but whatever. Can't help you there. His name's Galen. Yes, um, really weird name as well. But I mean, Galen Galactus, I guess. So anyway, Silver Surfer's like, well, I can get you into the negative zone, but I can't get you back. And um, you know, Annihilus is like, oh, these assholes again. And then they fight in space. And uh, Reed is working with Galen because he's no longer Galactus about sucking the galactic power, which he Galen somehow gives the Fantastic Four galactic power. And then Reed's like, "Oh no, I want to be Galactus," and so he becomes Galactus. Well, he doesn't want to be. He's uh, he wants to like in order to beat Galactus. Like, if, well, if I'm him, he can't be him, and I'm gonna win that way. Yeah, he wants to neutralize the power of. Galactus. But also, Reed's having some weird brain things. Like, he forgot somebody's name, and all of a sudden, he's overthinking everything. Like, I forgot somebody's name, and I'm obviously losing my cognitive abilities. And who would want to be? I think he said to Sue, like, "Who wants to be married to an idiot?" And we also like 
Side note, um, you know, he and Sue drop their kids off with Agatha Harkness. Yeah, they do that a, a lot. It's a strange, interesting Danny they've got going on there. But anyway, <laughs> it was Agnes all along. I feel I feel like uh, whenever you get around to proposing to someone, that's going to be your proposal. Who wants to be married to an idiot? I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say it directly like that. I mean, at that point, they kind of know their choice. <laughs> I mean, they've, they, at that point, I would assume. Do you want to hear about stars? <laughs> Uh, that's a huge selling point, you know? No, I think, it's not. Oh, what? Please. <laughs> Just because I like the space doesn't mean... You're like, I want to see dinosaurs fight in space, but you can tell me two shits about space. It's cold. And I hear no one can hear you scream. It's technically not cold. It's void of anything. It's space. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Reed becomes Galactus. Then Sue's like, no, don't be Galactus. But I love and you, and he- our kids need a dad. And, and Ben Grimm is like... I'm going to beat the shit out of you and you're going to die in your own skin. And uh, he's like, you know what? You're right. And then he like plants a seed of humanity in Galactus's brain and Silver Surfer like floats away with him. And that's it pretty much. Four issues. Um, Are you impressed that I, I read it? Why would I be impressed by that? Should I be questioning how much you read? I mean, initially in the show you did, but. Sometimes I question it. And also we had that one movie where you just didn't see it and we faked it. That's true. That was the uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was the Fantastic Beast movie where you yeah. definitely just didn't see it. Yeah, screw that movie. <laughs> you never saw it. Also, it was bad. See, I saved myself the problems. <laughs> it was, I also wasn't. I didn't see the second one either. It was exactly. the first one. <laughs> oh, the first one. Yeah, Newt Scalamander. Oh yeah, you're coming in with your Harry Potter facts now. Uh, but yeah, so just talking. So the story by itself, I don't think is necessarily bad, but. For me, this one really vacillated a lot. There's a lot of stuff that I liked. Um, so I kind of want to dive into like things I like, things I dislike. Okay. This story isn't placed kind of in current Fantastic Four timeline. Like we see um, Valeria, their second child, is recently been born. You're also a huge Fantastic Four person. I am. It's one of my favorite kind of superhero series. But so we see that like Val is recently, you know, she's an infant. And they bring her off to Agatha Harkness, but it's one of those things with how do you deal with a timeline? I always feel my immediate reaction is try and not try not to make like current cultural statements with things because it kind of messes things up, kind of makes it feel like weird and like it doesn't slot. Like when Johnny's like hashtag whatever. Yeah, where he's like, oh, this is going to be a meme, but Val is just being born. I'm like. Uh, it was a few decades before memes were a thing, like post that character being introduced. So it doesn't just, it's a small thing, but I never, I'm not a big fan of a lot of current cultural references. And yes, there were, of course, exceptions to this, but just kind of as a, a general whole, I, because we know how like the Marvel timeline works, I generally like to look at them almost as more like you could deal with like themes. Mm-hmm. and metaphors of the time but maybe be less specific with making a thing feel more fixed like try and make them more timeless if you can also can we talk about the ongoing prank war between johnny and ben throughout this entire series it's just almost like too much this is a mark wade thing that um has been kind of re-undone um uh, you're talking about like johnny was setting up like literally a giant cream pie to be thrown in ben's face and then they're on galactus's ship and he's got some weird alien creature behind ben who's like i've learned to become one with myself and then like next thing you see like the thing's hands on fire because they clearly had some sort of a scuffle but a kerfuffle 
So the way this worked is uh, going all the way back to the early days of the Fantastic Four. Ben was con- uh, Ben, who grew up on Yancey Street, was constantly being pranked by the Yancey Street gang, and this went on for uh, forty-five years, just about. That's a long time. But then in Mark Wade's run, the guy who wrote this as well, uh, it was revealed that the Yan- the Yancey Street gang had never actually pranked Ben once, which, by the way, doesn't fit super well into continuity, but it had been Johnny for every single prank all along. And then that was kind of retconned away, and now we see within this series again that Mark Wade's like, no, it's always Johnny. <laughs> Damn it, so, Johnny. Yeah, so it's one of those things that's been kind of flipped back and forth a couple of times also it's like johnny not like the most powerful of the fantastic four nothing ever like he can fly through space without the little weird helmets great throwback to like some ain't like some older kirby stuff yeah some of the stuff in here i don't love a lot of the um dialogue this is a mini series and you kind of have to do those resets for like fans but a lot of the stuff is just treating the other characters like they're idiots they're like reads like oh we have to get annihilus's power rod away from him like as you know, that's his source of power and control. Like, that's just awkward. That's it's just, like just really exposition-y. Aw- and the characters would know this, so find a way to make it more natural. That kind of happens a couple of times. Yeah, but some of the Kirby, like, the Kirby tech in there. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Neil Adams is definitely doing his thing. And overall, I do enjoy Neil Adams' art in this. It's very dynamic. It moves things along at a quick pace. I don't love his thing, and more specifically, I don't love his lips. The bigger jaw, the bottom jaw. Yeah, like they're almost like he has kind of a very pronounced... Underbite. Yeah, he does. And it looks weird. And sometimes like he's showing his teeth and there's like way too much gum, and it's just... Not working for you? The layouts are great. And the, I mean, the lips on the other characters look a little funky, too. Like, Reed definitely has some funky stuff going on. But the stuff on the thing, especially, is it's not good. <laughs> I mean, he's an expressive character. He's supposed to, you know, like, literally be, like, the heart and soul of the team, blah, 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 yes. all that kind of crap. But his face looked real funky. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I didn't particularly... But, I mean, it's Neil Adams, and he can definitely, you know, pace a page, and it moves quick. Like, wonderful layouts. No question about that. So, I don't know. This is a book I go back and forth on. Like, some of it is amazing and dynamic and looks really good. And then sometimes it just, like, gets dragged down with, like, boring-ass exposition or weird faces. So, I don't... I don't know. I, I really don't know where I land on this book because there's some stuff that's really good. Eh. And then some stuff that's really bad. Like, Reed as Galactus. Kind of cool. Uh, and I... And also, to be fair to that, I hate Reed in this book because he, it's... Uh, Reed is super insufferable in this book. Yeah, it's a very reductive version of Reed where he's just like, science! And nothing but science! And my brain isn't working, so... All, all I'm doing is science! But at least Sue gets naked to distract him with sex. That was like page three, and then after that, it's like, no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't work very long. I mean, I guess it's, you know, easy to undress if all you have to do is make it look invisible. Exactly. But some good Silver Surfer stuff, and... Yeah, I don't... This series, it's only four issues. It is a mixed bag. So I guess kind of where... And they try and introduce a lot of Fantastic Four elements in there. So I guess kind of where I come down on it is... It's something that feels like it's trying to be introductory to uh, new fans. But I don't think it works that way. 
So I think I come down on if you're a Fantastic Four fan, it's worth checking out. But if you only have kind of a passing or little interest in that team, don't. Especially if you don't know who Galactus and Silver Surfer are. I mean, people know that. that those are out there, but... That's true. But still, for those who don't. Yeah, this, it's weird to see a book this mixed, to be fair. Like, Because there are some really good things in there, but there's also bad things. So I don't know. It's... I don't think it's going to win over new fans. No, but as an established Fantastic Four fan, did you... I was I got bothered by the hard exposition. I got bothered by Reed's characterization. I got bothered by Ben's face. <laughs> so you're bothered by a lot. <laughs> but I liked a lot of it, too. I don't think it's a bad story. It's just the execution. So is it a must-read if you're a Fantastic Four diehard? No. It's interesting to see Neil Adams do Fantastic Four because he hasn't done it before. So if you're a, you know, if you focus more on the art than the dialogue, then yeah, this is probably worth checking out. But well, I mean, as it that, says on the back of the trade, it's his first ever full-length Fantastic Four story. I also hate this graphic novel. It's um, oversized, but it's a soft cover, so it's really frustrating to store. Like, it's not common with anything else. There's been a few books like that recently. That have been pissing me off. Probably cheaper to do it that way than the cardboard hardback. I'd I'd rather just have a hardcover at a normal size than this oversized floppy crap. It feels like there should be like a like a a leaf in the in the front there to like mark your place. That's what it felt like to me. But yeah, and there's I mean, if you buy the um, the trade that just came out a couple weeks ago, IGN says it's an evocative and nostalgic miniseries showing the Fantastic Four at its best. I don't give a fuck what IGN says. <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that's it. That's uh, Fantastic Four Antithesis. Oh, I guess, yeah, that's the way to go out on it, me yelling at IGN. Antithesis. Yes, antithesis. What a villain. All right, let's move on from there to letters to the editors. We got a couple. Oh, two letters? Uh, we got three. We're going to do all three in one show? No. Okay. We're not. We're saving those. Right. We, we need um, them. Well, at least we have two weeks worth three well two after this yeah uh we'll do the most topical one if you want to have your own question answered write in editors note comics at gmail.com we'll answer it here on the show you might have to wait a couple of weeks because we're just <laughs> at minimum we're, we're so popular it's kind of like the deli line at hannaford it's not as bad as you thought it would be the wait i feel like something happened to you today no nothing with, happened with to deli me. no no I mean, I made a delicious panini with deli meats, but... Great. But let's answer your questions. Yes, please. A lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. As it is the week of 420, what super... Or I guess let's expand it out, even though you're only going to know superheroes. So let's just say superheroes. What, car- what, what comic What was the original book- question? Don't cheat the listener out of their full question. Not opening my email. Okay, fair enough. Summing up. What comic book characters in celebration of 420 do you think smoke marijuana? Oh, Tony Stark is number one. Really? Oh, I think he does. He's so so many vices. Well, no, he's more of an alcohol guy, isn't he? Yeah, I think he probably would. I mean, I've known alcoholics who like use weed as their vice to not do that, but. I don't know. I don't know if I like this question. That was a weirdly real answer. (laughs) I just came to that thing. Wow, damn. Um, I think I'll give you three. Okay. Because I thought of three, and you can add more answers. Number one, 
easiest answer is Doctor Strange. Okay. That's just a dude who's leaning into it. He's like, I know what I'm about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know why you're here. All right. It's the psychedelics. Okay. I went back and forth with, uh, I mean, some of the younger characters, they're like, if you want to say like the new mutants, they all probably smoke. My, my ju- answers are going to surprise you. I've actually come up with some. Okay. Uh, the the first X-Men one I thought of would be Beast, because he does, I mean, he's a guy with like a sense of humor and he does a lot of crazy stuff. I could see him like taking it like, what if I just went back in time, found our younger selves, brought them to the future, and we learned some lessons together. Okay. So I think Beast. I think he's just out that Also, that was a terrible weed impression. It was not very good, yeah. <laughs> I think Beast is just, he's like coming up with like crazy science shit. Yeah. When he's high, he's like, yeah, time travel and other things. And have you met my dark clone from an alternate future? <laughs> so I think Beast. Beast is a definite. Uh, on the DC side of things, even though his ward was a junkie, I feel like Green Arrow is hitting more than just one green thing. Okay. Yeah. The that, most liberal character in DC Comics constantly screaming at Republicans, despite being a billionaire, that they're all fat cats. All right. Is he a billionaire or a millionaire? One of the... He's an illionaire, at least. He's right. up there. Is that, those are your answers? Those are the ones I can think of. So, obviously, I was gonna, I'm going to say Hulk, because he's already green. like green. Plus, the reference in Avengers, you know, what keeps you mellow? Huge bag of weed. Like, he's, you know, he's probably ripping it just to kind of stay mellow so he doesn't get angry. Three of the four Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Clearly Michelangelo. But where are they buying it from? No. You know why? Because there was an anti-drug special in the 90s that he was a part of. Yeah, for community service. Is that what it was? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Um, it's no, it was an anti-drug ad. Whatever. but the, like, like Alvin and the Chipmunks were there. The, Probably DuckTales. I don't know. So, no. but Still, three of the four Ninja Turtles. Donatello. Clearly Michelangelo and Raphael, but not Leonardo. I feel like Leonardo would narc. <laughs> All right. So you've got, uh, I'm saying Hulk, three of the four Ninja Turtles. Um, I feel like Leonardo would be like, yeah, I, but I didn't inhale would be his answer. So he has the Clinton excuse. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, those are those are a couple of my immediate picks. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else that might be like a superhero that would not Batman. Not Batman. Maybe Professor X. Like, like he not, just like goes back into his study and like you know throws some on like a. a, a can you? Can I think it'd be too dangerous. Can you smoke weed on a hookah? Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> he just loses his mind. And, to be clear, you can smoke weed on a hookah. Okay, I, I'm again my experience and my um, expertise in that realm. Uh, now, another one. I know he's not technically a superhero, but I feel like on Tatooine, Obi Wan Kenobi is probably hitting the spice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we know that like drugs exist in that world. It's spice. Yeah. What else so, is he doing? It's like I'm watching this boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing ooh. else. And then um, maybe that's why Hayden Christensen is in the new shows because he's hallucinating. He's like, I see my old friend. Yeah, he could be. <laughs> I also, also have to pantomime every time not, I do that. Not case. a su- not a superhero, but still like from a character we talked about. Will Riker definitely seems like a guy that would in the jazz you, and like, you gotta watch. Lower decks. They literally talk about his contraband in that show. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Another show that I said I'd watch and I haven't yet. Watch that one. That one fucking kills. Okay, I will do that. So, uh, what I say? Three of the four Ninja Turtles, the Hulk. Who else? Off the top of my. Oh, and uh, you know what? I'd be remiss if I didn't throw in Plant Man. 
Plant man. That motherfucker. Get get high on my own supply. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's one of the ten crack commandments. You're never supposed to get high on your own supply. I'm sorry, the what? Notorious B.I.G. The ten crack commandments. Yeah, that's the ten crack commandments, which is the ten dual commandments from Hamilton. Right. Based off of bringing it full circle. Yeah. Uh, Never get high on your own supply is one of the ten crack commandments from um, Notorious B.I.G. I'm sorry, when it came to my 90s rap, I was more West Coast. Oh, you're a Tupac guy. You know I am. That's true. I'm also I'm a Tupac guy as well. I'm both. I am I have equal love for both coasts. <laughs> I've never been further west than Texas. Uh I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I would no, throw, no. throw into the uh no. I think you're too Colson. <laughs> He's got enough I was gonna say Nick Fury. In the 60s. During in the that, 60s, absolutely. During yeah, the James Bond go. series. There you go. Steranko was doing. All right, that's it. I like my answer of three of the four Ninja Turtles. Great. Um, and Casey Jones. I, I cannot confirm nor deny anything I know about those individuals. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, cannot confirm nor deny. The, the Ninja Turtles? Well, just the people working on it. Oh, that's fair. All right. <laughs> Well, that's the show. If you enjoyed, the, if you enjoyed the show, I don't know why you would. This one went off the rails about eighteen times. I think this was a great show. Uh, go to editors. It went off the road about. Will you shut up and times. let me finish? You were, wow, you're letting you're letting it continue to go off the rails by not letting me do the end of the show monologue. You're right. It's my fault. Yeah, I'm blaming you one hundred and eight percent. I'll take two percent of the hundred and ten percent. Anyway. Uh, editorsnotecomics.com is where you can find all the stuff about us. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day it comes out, although maybe a little longer when Zach has to edit an hour and 50 minutes of content down to one hour show. Oh, my God. Am I right? Is it an hour and 50? It's an hour 40. Oh, well, then that's 10 more minutes of show to go. No. Uh, you can also find Zach on Twitter, even though he's... Tonight said he doesn't tweet very often. Uh, okay, maybe I'll get back in. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, editors Note Comics. Uh, that is the at sign, Editors Note Comics on Twitter. And uh, What other sign would it be? I don't know. What What is your uh, astrological sign? You talked about stars earlier. No, I didn't. Uh, you asked me about stars, actually. I thought I was trapping you. <laughs> you were wrong. I was. I'm a Libra. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't I hate this episode. And I am on Twitter at Junior Rich because Zach has nothing to say next week. Cause Zach is so excited. Mortal Kombat That's not how the song Whatever. Goes. How could you that's just a thing you need to yell, but somehow with your total the, tone depth Then do it better. You, no, it was just flat. How'd what? you make that flat? You just gotta yell Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat that's the same as I just said it. No, yours was Get flat. over here. Don't do that into the microphone. Sorry. Get over here. Is that better? Yeah. All right. Well, it's still bad, but whatever. All right. <laughs> All right next week, Mortal Kombat on Editors No Comics.